Okay, welcome back to another episode of The Millennial Entrepreneur. My name is Sina and I love following the journeys of other young entrepreneurs. And in this episode, I spoke with Callum Jenkins, the founder of a drone videography company. We, had, we chat about how he started his business with the idea coming from him traveling abroad to shooting some amazing content with his drones about how he's battled mental health challenges on his entrepreneurial journey and how he is coming out a strong entrepreneur as a result. Really eye-opening and we share a lot of stuff in that segment so I really really encourage you to stay tuned for that. And we also talk about how he pitched and landed funding from Deliveroo which is really really cool and yeah we talk about that as well. And that takes me to this week's shout out. So in this episode the shout out is going to a good friend of mine and also a fellow guest on the podcast. So we've had her on the podcast before on episode 20. It's Sonia Barlow because she has just landed a book deal. She's talking about diversity in tech and she's talking about entrepreneurial journeys in her book and it's really really exciting and so I wanted to give her a shout out this episode because it's a massive sort of kudos to her work and I know she works incredibly hard and if you want to hear her story before her book deal then be sure to listen to episode 20 because it's a really good one. Apart from that though follow us on Instagram because that's where all the new episodes get announced along with all the clips and all of that good stuff along with other announcements which are pretty cool and if you want to feature as a shout out in the next episode be sure to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts with your name and I'll give you a shout out in the next episode. So without further ado let's get on with the episode. Hey Callum, how you doing? Hi Sina, yeah, I'm, do- I'm doing well, thanks mate, how are you? Yeah, very good, thanks. And very good to finally have you on the podcast. I, I think I was meant to have you on episode like seven. Like, so it's been a long time and now this would be episode like 26 or 27, I think. So yeah, it's been like pretty much 20 episodes since I first messaged you. You were one of my first guests that I wanted to have on. Oh, I really appreciate that, mate. That's, uh, that's very kind of you, but we're, we're getting around to it eventually, hey? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, finally good to have you on. And the reason why I wanted to have you on is because I saw I saw your work with your UAV business, and that really really intrigued me because the the only time I I didn't I don't know anything about this by the way I don't know anything about drones or whatever, but when I saw the word UAV I've been playing a lot of COD and it just was like Call of Duty for you for you lot that don't know, and it just kind of like rung a bell. I was like what, <laughs> and it caught my attention. And I was like yeah let me get him on because it'd be a funny joke to, it'd be a funny joke to make. <laughs> cool. <laughs> no, that makes sense but yeah why don't you kind of like start off by yeah basically like how did you start off with your business and also a bit more background about you yeah of course yeah i'll, uh, I'll jump straight into it mate. um well first of all you know thanks for having me on i really appreciate being on I'm, I'm looking forward to having a conversation with you and i think we're gonna we're gonna talk about a lot of different interesting things which i think you know potentially might help people so yeah a bit of bit of background on me i'm 24 at the moment i finished uni about three years ago um, went to Warwick University where I did engineering and I've always kind of had this desire to be a bit of an entrepreneur I think you know I've grown up in a family that's largely all worked for themselves had their own businesses that's like my mum my dad both and both of my grandparents as well they've pretty much always worked for themselves so I've always kind of grown up with a family that have been interested in that side of things and I think that's pretty much rubbed off on me so I set my first business up actually when I was about 15 um, I had this idea for this sort of like outdoor kind of decorative flame it was, it was like a like an outdoor candle product was called a, a log light and I called the, the business element of fire and probably wouldn't really you know it wasn't you know it wasn't like a massive business it was more of just like a you know an expit like a first sort of experience into running a business at a young age but that was a really cool experience and then I sort of stopped doing that kind of around the time when my GCSEs came about but yeah basically always sort of had a desire to be a bit be an entrepreneur from quite a young age and then my dad uh, read a book from Richard Branson 
Um, and that was like something that really stuck with me. Um, and I've read most of his books kind of moving forwards. And yeah, as I've said, it's just always sort of been my desire and ambition to to be an entrepreneur and like ultimately do some some sort of big and, and positive things in the world. So yeah, after school, went to uni, as I said, did engineering at, at Warwick, um, had a really good time. And after I graduated there, I went on and did an internship at Rolls-Royce um, up in Derby, which, you know, again, was a really cool experience. But I think kind of ultimately it just wasn't wasn't really for me. I think there's a lot of emphasis at uni on, you know, not that there's anything wrong with this career path at all. Like it's, it's great, but it just didn't really resonate with me in kind of the sense of go to school, do well at school, you know, go to a good uni, get some good grades, do an internship, get a graduate job so on and kind of go down that route and as I said there's nothing wrong with that at all it just didn't really resonate with me so as I said the internship was a really good experience just kind of ultimately didn't want to sort of follow that career path moving forwards so I decided to take some time off after uni and basically go and do some traveling and I was sort of getting quite interested in like sort of filming and content creation and that sort of stuff um so I was quite fortunate and went to various different places after I finished uni um it was basically like filming and kind of vlogging pretty much everything that I was doing some of that was I was taking some some uh, sort of like footage with drones and that kind of thing and I would just say if anyone is going to do that then like you know kind of always follow the rules and like do it properly <laughs> yeah but yeah kind of I was sort of doing a lot of like filming and content creation and that sort of stuff and kind of had the idea of potentially setting that up as a business I really quite enjoyed doing it and I thought you know this could be quite a good sort of entry into setting up a business quite soon after uni so basically I went ahead and like got everything set up and put in place and basically started like prospecting for work basically um so i set the business up as like a drone videography company and just through sort of making use of contacts that i had and sort of like calling and networking and all these sorts of things um was basically able to start doing some work with various different clients some of those were sort of like car companies based in bristol um and sort of various like other uh companies sort of throughout the local area basically um so that's kind of how i got started in with things um and then it kind of uh progressed from there in which we can you know certainly talk more about but i realize I've, I've already been talking for a while so that's kind of a brief introduction um, <laughs> yeah pretty, pretty much like five minutes <laughs> that was okay it's good saves my work editing and also talking is fine but yeah so it sounds like it sounds like it was kind of like a natural progression really you went traveling and then you found something that you you love doing like with the drone footage mm and just operating drones and yeah you, you wants to build something around that yeah that was kind of it so it wasn't like just drones it was just sort of like filmmaking in general and then I as I said I kind of had the idea of maybe doing this commercially so that was sort of like what led me to set the business up and just through sort of you know as I said like prospecting and starting to like grow the business and working with clients and all that sort of thing I, I started to like learn what all of this was kind of going to be like I think ultimately it wasn't really what I really desired to do and I think having you know like read books from like Richard Branson and I always like looked up to people like Elon Musk and Steve Jobs and that sort of thing and I had these like really big ambitions of wanting to do some sort of something like you know really big and like set up like a really cool business and I think at, at times I sort of struggled a bit with like almost a bit of like imposter syndrome and sort of feeling like this kind of I'm not I wasn't really sure like what where this could go and as a result of like being involved in the industry, I went to like a couple of different conferences and one of those was in London. And that's sort of like what really opened my eyes to like all the other things that drones are used for. Um, so that was like mapping, surveying and all these different things. And I quite liked the idea of that. I thought that tied in quite nicely with engineering. Um, and I thought like once I've kind of built the business up a little bit, then I could sort of start to pivot and focus more on those industrial side of things because I thought that was kind of a, a more scalable business and something that kind of interested me more than just sort of like filmmaking. 
so that was kind of why I continued to pursue it with the sort of focus on potentially moving into those things um, a little bit further down the line, basically. I don't know anything about drones. Like, I don't know. I know, obviously, they in recent times, they've absolutely exploded. Like, like, I think a few of my friends own drones as well now. And I think one of them actually does this sort of thing similar where they do a lot of, like, videography, just videos. I'm not sure if they do it, like, for, like, paid. I think they just do it for fun. But yeah it's absolutely exploded in recent times and as you say applications of them is pretty much endless for a lot of different things yeah there's there's so many things that you know that they can be used for and that's what like really interested me in the first place and kind of as a result of, of doing this i was able to go and do some work at uh, the natwest accelerator in bristol and on also i did some i was working at the launch space up at ue and there's some really fantastic mentors there and especially uh, one of the guys at ue he was he was just really, really beneficial and like really helpful with me, like helping kind of open my eyes to other forms of technology and that sort of stuff. Um, and we did a lot of work, like looking into things like AI and IoT and all these sorts of things. Um, and that's what sort of really helped me like research potentially how I could get involved in this more industrial side of things um, and sort of really build up knowledge. Um, so I was focusing on that largely sort of towards the end of last year and this year moving forwards um, and then also took on an intern as well. Um, to like research all of these different things um, and like how I could potentially move forward with it and it basically just got to a point where I think my initial plan probably wasn't quite as feasible as what I first thought it might be um, and I, you know, I, won't go, I won't go into like tons of details now but if you look at kind of the way people uh, the different companies with, with in the drone industry have like kind of small uh, one-man band like owner-managed businesses type of thing um, and then you also have at the other end of the spectrum, like very sort of tech based companies where like a drone is just an aspect of what they do. And the offering is more kind of in the in the software and that sort of things. Um, and that was kind of more like it was down to sort of that end of the spectrum that I was like aiming for. And that's where my ambitions were. I just realized ultimately I kind of we like built up a lot of knowledge in like various different areas and like had an idea of how these different areas could like all kind of be put together for a solution. It just wasn't really quite obvious what the that what the problem that that solution was going to solve um and i think it just got to the point where i was spending a lot of time uh trying to put these together into a business um just mm. but sort of struggling a little bit and hence why i decided to kind of keep it going just more so on the back burner and start to focus on other things i could perhaps see success with um a little bit sooner and make some more traction with yeah i mean there's absolutely no sort of like shame or whatever because i mean Having something as a side hustle, knowing that, you know, it can't be massive potentially because of the, the reasons that you said, like, it's fine, I think. Like, I'm I'm thinking about trying to do, like, side hustles at the moment. And my ambitions for them aren't, you know, huge. They're not so, you know, you talked about you want to follow in the footsteps of, like, the, the big sort of Steve Jobs and, and Richard Branson. <laughs> but, like, I, I'm very happy creating really small things that I think are pretty cool. Like, I enjoy doing them. They give a bit of variety to me. And that's what I really like. Obviously, that allows me, I don't know, because I do want to work on a big thing as well, like you said, but I'm very happy like working on the small things. And even though they're small, I'm, I'm happy with that. Yeah, no, I think there's, there's nothing wrong with that at all. I think, you know, a lot of things start off small and then it's once you get traction, it's like when they kind of move forwards into bigger things. I think just where, where I was, it was going to be tough to kind of start small in the first place. Um, okay. Because there was like so much competition in that area and it was going to be quite difficult to start off small and then scale it into a larger company. Whereas a lot of these kind of like larger businesses start off with like a core problem that they're trying to solve. Yeah. Develop like a, an MVP 
get a little bit of traction with it and then go like really big with it, get a lot of funding and then like really go large. And I think that was an aspect that I was, I never, I didn't really understand. Um, like I wasn't really aware of it so much until I was like working at Nat West. Um, and kind of like people would chuck around phrases like, you know, go for a round of funding, get a bit of investment, just kind of like it was like going to get the coffee sort of thing, which <laughs> I always thought was quite funny. And I didn't really realize that that was like a another way of like starting a business, like starting off with an idea, getting money from investors and then kind of going big with it. My understanding at the time was kind of more like you needed to start small, build some money up and gradually kind of grow. And then you could like move on to the larger things. The thought of, of a UAV is really cool because I always, whenever I hear, I always think of Fall of Duty. And so I wanted to talk to Callum about what he sees in the future for his UAV business and also what he sees for himself because he's also very ambitious and he also wants to go into other sort of ventures. And so, yeah, I was really interested to see what what's the future holds for him. The next steps with it are like I'm I'm keeping my fingers on the pulse with it. Um, you know, we did some work with an intern from Bristol Uni, Will. He was a really good guy. Um, we we did a lot of good work together and like got a lot of research done and you know did like research and development and that sort of stuff. So still like keeping my finger on the pulse with it. It's just I got to the point where I think without kind of like a clear problem that we were trying to solve, it didn't really warrant spending kind of all day every day on it. Yeah. So still very much going in the background and like thinking like how could we progress this moving forwards. I just think for the meantime, my focus is kind of on things elsewhere where you can perhaps start to see some sort of traction and success with it a little bit sooner basically so kind of over lockdown as i said to you before we started recording i've been focusing on like uh various different other things as well and one of the things that's like really piqued my interest is kind of e-commerce and this wasn't something that i particularly knew a whole lot about uh moving into lockdown and i've I've really sort of been focusing on that and i think if, if that's an area that people you can kind of crack it and do well at it really gives you like a lot of benefits in terms of like being financially free um and you can kind of live your life and, and do what you want with it and i think that's kind of my goal at the moment is kind of like cracking that and get getting success in that so you can sort of achieve that financial freedom to you know kind of go and do what you want with that after so that might be you know traveling or setting up you know funding money into other businesses to set those up um and that sort of thing um so that's kind of like really my goal at the moment sort of achieving that like financial freedom to give you the time and money to go and kind of do more of what you want. And then once you have, once you've achieved that, you can start sort of funneling that back into like other business ideas and kind of moving forward to that. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually had a similar thought during lockdown also like lockdown for me. Yeah. It was a time where it, it really changed my perspective on a lot of things like both. It gave me a lot of clarity. I feel with myself where like at the beginning it was kind of tough, but then after a while it gave me a lot of clarity as to where, I want to be and so that like sure. yeah so one of the things I thought about and it and it really it gave me a lot of creativity also I think and one of the things was e-commerce and so one of those one of the other things was also this podcast that you know we're 25 episodes in now but so there's just a lot of different ideas and I think the e-commerce one I think I just probably just forgot about it but um everything else I re- <laughs> I've written them all down in, in my phone like I've got a little little notebook of all yeah, my sure. fucking awful ideas but <laughs> they're all in there and, little and yeah, ideas. yeah sure. <laughs> but I think it gave me a lot of clarity like with a lot of things as to where I want to be what I want to do and it, I think it yeah, made sure. me from someone who had a lot of ideas into someone that really wants to execute these ideas and I think that was a real mm-hmm. turning point for me sure I think that makes sense I think for me kind of like what it was was 
looking up to these people like you know as i mentioned like elon musk steve jobs richard branson that kind of thing and kind of straight off the gate like after leaving uni wanting to go off and set up a business that like does something really big and you know like leaves a positive impact um and not sort of start off small and i think i probably like put my pressure on myself to try and like make that happen yeah um it kind of a, a you know probably kind of comes into things we're going to talk about in a minute like sort of comparing yourself to other people um and i think i'm sort of pressured myself into like you know this has to happen like right now but you know like reflecting on things like you know it doesn't matter if you set up a, a really big business when you're 21 or you're 41 or you're 61 or whatever like it doesn't really make any difference yeah um <laughs> and i think although i didn't necessarily get the success with that business that i perhaps wanted to um i think i did like learn a lot of really useful skills um you know in terms of like being able to pitch you know speak to investors sales you know being able to like network cold call do sort of like email outreach write and all those sorts of things but i think i also learned from you know some mistakes of like it's kind of easy to be like caught up sort of being busy being busy kind of thing mm. um like i would quite often go to the office in that west or go to the office at ue um, and just because you're like moving around and doing things didn't necessarily mean I was actually like kind of moving the needle and like actually progressing with the business. Yeah, I see um, what you mean. And I think like reflecting on things in lockdown, like that's one of the aspects I think like is kind of perhaps easy to get caught up in mm. um, rather than actually like focusing on the core things, like what's actually going to drive this business forward. Yeah. Um, and sort of focusing on that. I don't understand this, but I, I'm a victim of this as well. And I think it is a generational thing that we all experience but why do you think like we set numbers on on things i think it's a really like stupid thing to do like why do we why do we say oh i want to have this like business by the age of 25 like, why do i i want to do this by the age of 30 i want to do this by like why do we care why do we actually care about that sort of thing that's that's something that i've actually really battled with as well like because before when i was younger i, I set myself age limits as to when i wanted to achieve things but that, that really <laughs> set me so much pressure and it's just such a negative thing i don't know why i do that and i don't know why we do that as a generation i know i think it i think it is a strange thing like i had a thought to myself a couple of months ago like as i basically just said now like it it really doesn't matter when i set this business up. like the business that's going to be successful like it really doesn't matter when i set that up it doesn't matter if it's now or in 20 years time or whatever but i think it it probably comes down to perhaps you know it's just like a drive and a passion of you know like wanting to to be sort of successful at something or like set something up or i think it could also be you know kind of comparing yourself to other people and that's so easy to do that's nowadays. what i think that's you know, what i think it is before, personally that's what i think call. it is yeah like you know you've got like social media and you like hear from other people and it's so easy to compare yourself to what they're doing um especially if you've got like big ambitions and big goals and you see other people that are doing these big things and you're not necessarily there yourself it can be really well it can be tough to go through and then also think like you know what if they've done it by the time they're 28 then i should as well um but like really it doesn't matter you know everyone lives their own life like you know things will come to you as and when they're meant to um and you know like my mum always says to me like you know uh what's the i can't remember what the phrase she uses now um but she says something like you know you're exactly where you're meant to be or, or something like that just like you know where you are in this point in your life is kind of yeah you're everyone's on their own path yeah you're on your own path and like the experiences you have in life are taking you towards kind of ultimately what you want to achieve so yeah i think comparing yourself to other people is like it can sometimes be good like and maybe give you an extra bit of motivation um but you know this is something we can talk about a little bit more in a minute but it can also have like negative things um as well 
Yeah, that's something that I feel. So the, the two things that you mentioned before, like you, you mentioned imposter syndrome and you mentioned comparing yourself to others. Those are two things I feel like sure. I've really like given myself clarity towards during lockdown because at the beginning I was very much like those two things were quite strong. <laughs> and especially when I started the podcast, when I, I know we spoke about this before we recorded, but like I, I'd start this podcast and I have, you know, really high achievers. And obviously my podcast, it's called The Millennial Entrepreneur. It's focused on young people. And so they're people like, mm-hmm. you know, similar ages to you and I. And so when I see these people and they've achieved like really cool things, and bear in mind, we, we wouldn't speak about the negatives really. In the early episodes, we just wouldn't do that because I wouldn't really think about that that sort of thing. And so that really kind of set me up personally of like, oh, like I'm not good enough compared to my guests and I'm also not good enough to interview my guests. So like both things, comparing myself to other people and yeah. also the imposter syndrome. And so that's the whole thing. That's the whole sort of mindset that I, I posted about this on LinkedIn saying that I don't want my podcast to be like that. I want it to be a transparent, you know, platform mm. that we, t- we talk about the whole journey. We don't talk about just the positives because I know, you know, if I, as a listener and also a host, am comparing myself to my guests, what are my audience doing? I don't want my audience to do that. I want my audience to actually look at the journey with a lot of perspective and not through the tinted glasses that you see with stuff like Instagram and LinkedIn. I want you to see the reality. And that's why I think people that listen to like this episode, listen to one of my most recent ones and they listen back to like episode one to, I don't know, episode five, six, seven. Like there's been a a big change, I think, with me, my interviewing style and also the guests that I've had on. I think it's very easy to think like i remember when i first set the business up thinking like you know i'm about to go and pick up the phone and ring up this company and say that you know this is what we can do for you and i've not done this for any company before so it seems a bit rich for me to say these things when i actually at this point in time i wouldn't i wouldn't lie or anything like that i'm just saying like you know you would say stuff but then it would feel like a bit you just sort of feel like you weren't really worthy enough to be saying those things or setting this business up like you know like who am i to say that i can do this for you um but I think at the end of the day, you know, everyone starts somewhere. Um, and I'm, I imagine you would probably agree that you've probably evolved so much as an interviewer since you started doing this mm. tonight. And, you know, you feel like you've probably got more kind of confidence in yourself to do things like this moving forward. So I think, you know, like giving those negative thoughts to yourself, not I don't mean just you in general, I mean kind of like anyone, me, myself included, you know, giving yourself those negative thoughts like I can't do this or am I good enough? You know, they really don't take you towards your goals. Um and I read a book recently, actually, over lockdown. It was called um, A Bug-Free Mind by a guy called Andy Shaw. And it's a, it's, a, it's probably one of the best books I've ever read. It's not that well-known, but I would strongly recommend it for pretty much anyone. Um, and one of the things he says in there is like, you know, nothing stands still. Every thought that you have either takes you towards your goals or away from it. Um, and I think sometimes just bearing that in mind has been really helpful for me. Like, you know, I might say, you know, I might say like, you know, I want to set up a really big business that does good things for the world and I might say you know the thought might be oh you know that's not gonna happen Callum you're kidding yourself you know at the end of the day is that thought taking me towards making that dream happen or away from it and I think that helps you kind of get clarity on it think you know what no that's not a positive thought let's get it out of my head and move on um and you know I'm a firm believer in you know anyone can really achieve anything that they want to do um I think it's 
tough sometimes to see that but you know I really do believe that anyone can really achieve it anything it is they want to and I think you know if you've got the right mindset you know you can you can be positive um you know you really can achieve anything that is you desire um and I don't know if your listeners are kind of in tune with this sort of thing or not but there's there's plenty of good books out there like you know things like The Secret I think a few people have probably heard well quite a few people have heard of that um this is good like a good introduction to it but there's so many kind of other books on like law of attraction and like having the right mindset that I think are really useful for people to, to, to read and learn about. And that they have been for me anyway. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Um, were these the sort of like thoughts that you were battling through through lockdown? Because they were very much like the sort of stuff that I had to like battle with at the beginning of lockdown, especially. Yeah, they, they were. I mean, I've always been quite a strong minded person. Like I've always been like quite confident in myself um and, like my ability to kind of like make my dreams happen if you were like or like set a big goal and like I've always been like sort of quite confident in myself to be able to make that happen and I've, I think for the most part I've always had a pretty strong mindset over the past sort of like 10 years or so um and this isn't something that I've told very many people but about 10 years ago um I had OCD quite badly um I had it largely with uh sort of like washing my hands and that sort of thing um and I just kind of really struggled with it probably for about a period of I don't know, maybe six months, something like that. Um, and yeah, I just kind of really find it quite difficult with that sort of um, side of things. And I, I got over it. Um, I had like some, my parents really helped get me through it. Um, and I actually went and saw a therapist for a bit. Well, not a therapist, I can't remember what the technical name for it was. Oh, I think it was CBT, I think it was called. I, I can't remember the exact details of it. Anyway, got through it. Um, and then I was, you know, like had a, I was never really sort of struggled with mental health for like the next sort of 10 years or so. Um, and then kind of coming into lockdown, it was just, I think, being at home most days, inside, kind of isolating yourself from other people. Um, for various reasons, it just kind of like started to flare up again. Um, part of that was like on reflection from things in my past. Um, the whole kind of coronavirus side of it as well, with like the germs and that kind of thing. Um, and then also like comparing yourself to other people. I think like an aspect of OCD just kind of like flared up with me a little bit. Um and yeah for various reasons you just made sort of like certain things kind of like difficult to do either like with progressing with my work or um like going out and that sort of stuff um and I think that's all just kind of like tied into like my mental health and I think perhaps other people have also struggled with this just you know just being in lockdown being in not isolation but being like more isolated than we otherwise would be um just can be quite difficult to deal with um which kind of seems similar to what you were talking about a little bit yeah yeah so, like, how have you kind of, like, go over all of those things? Are you still going through them? I still go through it a little bit, to be honest. Um, I don't really, like, associate myself with someone who struggles with these things. Um, as I said, I've always kind of viewed myself as, like, quite a strong-minded person. So, I, like, I am trying to, like, get over it. It's just, I think it's just tough at the moment. It's kind of difficult to completely rid yourself of these thoughts because of where we're at. And I think especially, you know, if you're not doing something that keeps you preoccupied all day, every day, it's very easy for those thoughts to come in. And, you know, as we mentioned earlier on, it's quite easy to potentially go down a bit of a negative spiral. Um, and I think for, if anyone's like listening to this is struggling with it, I think a really important thing to do is like probably acknowledge it in the first place, get help. I think that's the second most important thing is like, you know, whether that's your parents, your friends, just like speak to people about it. Like there's no shame in it. Um, you know, if you're going through it, you're really better off talking to people about it than like bottling it up inside of you um i think anyway um and you know you can even speak to like some of the the helplines there's one called calm uh, no panic as well 
Um, and I've actually spoken to them a couple of times throughout the lockdown, just bring them up and, you know, they're really nice people and they're willing to have a chat with you. And I think often it does kind of help you feel better. Um, but also like keeping busy as well. Um, just from like other people I've uh, known who struggle with like anxiety and, and these sorts of things. Um, just like keeping yourself busy in a routine, I think is really important. And it kind of helps block those like negative thoughts out um, just by keeping yourself preoccupied and like um, keeping going with things. Yeah, I completely agree with you. The way I've kind of got about that is I go for a lot of, um, I go for a walk every day in, in a natural environment. That's really important as well for me. And that really gives me the sort of, yeah, it just, it just clears my mind and it gives me a lot of clarity. And I just kind of, yeah, just talk to myself a little bit maybe. <laughs> and it just does help like, because and I always kind of, block that in in my day this is also really important is that i block that in, in my day and if anyone wants to do something yeah. at that time so say if someone wants to record a podcast at that time i'm like oh sorry no i'm busy at that time i prioritize my mental health and happiness above like work and i think that's a really important mindset shift that a lot of people need to do as well definitely yeah for sure i think you know, you've got to have your head in the right place to do your work anyway. Um, so I think, yeah, you know, taking time for yourself is, yeah, it's definitely really important. I think is having your, having your mind in the right place, I think is one of the most important things that you can do. I think along with your physical health as well. Um, you know, I think with a right positive mindset and the right attitude, as I mentioned earlier on, you know, you really can achieve anything that you want to, um, on the, and on the contrary, if you're, mindset isn't necessarily in the right place or you're struggling with things or you kind of have anxiety or, or whatever it might be it can really be quite detrimental unfortunately um and I'm, I'm not saying that you know people just need to get over it or anything like that. i'm just saying that you know unfortunately some people do struggle with these things and it can be really tough uh, to deal with um well, I, I was just going to say one thing about like the comparison side of things because i think you know when i say this out loud to certain people it like <laughs> it sounds quite ridiculous and funny at times um i think one thing that was kind of getting to me a little bit was like what felt like kind of a lack of traction and not, not necessarily moving forward with things like I wanted to. Um, and as we mentioned earlier on about like social media and that sort of stuff, um, I inevitably kind of like ended up sort of comparing myself to other people. Um, and there were sort of like three key things, I, like three key times that happened. And I, I remember them quite well. And like looking back on them, they're kind of a bit daft. Um, I think the first one was I was, watching some stuff on YouTube and there were some like quite very successful YouTubers that like popped up. Um, it did like a lot of like vlogging and that sort of stuff. And they were, they were about the same age as me. And I, I almost thought to myself, like, oh, damn, like, why didn't, why didn't I do what they did? Um, like, you know, they're, they're very wealthy. They've got a really cool lifestyle. I'm kind of annoyed that I'm not doing that, which I think in reflection just kind of sounds a bit daft. Um, and then I remember I, I came across, um, Another young entrepreneur who was a little bit older than me, he's about 20, 28 or 29, um, and set up a very, very successful business. Uh, he'd been in the news recently. Um, I was kind of a bit niggled that like, oh, you know, like, why didn't I go down that route and do and do what he did instead? Um, and like, you always just kind of compare myself to what they're doing. And then and then the one that was really kind of like the icing on the cake the other day, which saying this out loud just sounds completely ridiculous, was um, I can't remember how I first came across it. I, I like something about the f1 popped up um so i started watching f1 and i thought damn why didn't why didn't i decide i wanted to be an f1 driver and i it's just like saying it out loud saying so daft um and i think the reason i compared myself to that was like when i was a bit younger i used to quite enjoy like motorsports and that kind of thing um i was never like in a position to kind of you know 
race competitively or anything like that but i just remember like looking at them thinking like you know they're doing something that's really cool they're pretty well paid they've got like um sort of not fame but that sort of side of things and i feel like damn like why didn't i why didn't i decide to sort of pursue that route instead and like all of these things are just negative thoughts that you know really weren't beneficial um and i think it's really only because i hadn't necessarily got traction with what i was doing um you know other people might listen to that and think that's quite funny um, i just thought that might help some of your listeners potentially but. saying it out loud makes you realize that like it is quite daft you know what i mean the i want to separate the things having those thoughts isn't daft but but having those thoughts in particular yeah, are no, daft. Do, daft, do, yeah. do you see what i mean by the differentiation as in if you do compare yourself to others it doesn't make you like a stupid person or whatever it doesn't like at all no it doesn't no. but those thoughts when you say them out loud they do come across as daft and that i think that's sort of the if you say them out loud you kind of realize it but if you're if you're just stuck by yourself thinking these things that's when it really gets to you i think so it just goes back to your point of talking about it and saying it out loud like you just said it out loud to me and i guess it might have made you feel a little better i'm not sure no I, i'm not i'm not worried about those things i think i was just saying it in case like anyone else was listening to your podcast and was maybe feeling a bit down or, or whatever um, yeah and uh, i thought just maybe hearing some hearing someone else say it might sort of you know <laughs> sort of help get them through it that was the only reason i was saying it yeah but it's just such a weird thing because you don't know that whole life you're you, like no one does as in you don't know the, their journey is like firstly and you don't know how happy they are that's a really important thing you don't know so many different things about about them the only thing that you see is so like metrics so the only thing you see is followers anything you see is like money so you don't see like their actual life as how it how it is if you were in their shoes it, like you'd it'd be completely different so but that's all like knowledge for me has really made me get over this sort of comparing myself to others because i i now realize especially on instagram and linkedin is that a lot of things might be overinflated. a lot of things might be true but you don't see the sort of stuff on the back end of that you don't see and you don't see how happy they are. That's a really key thing for me anyway. So when you say all these things in your mind, it doesn't it doesn't allow your brain to compare yourself as much as before. That's what I found anyway. Yeah, for sure. I think as well, like it's easy to get um, kind of compare yourself to others and sort of like perhaps want what they have. But then, you know, you never know what those people themselves are probably looking at other people and thinking, oh, you know, I wouldn't mind yeah, exactly. having a bit of what that person has. So you know, you never know what they're all thinking anyway. And I think it's important that you just got to get on and live your own life and set your own goals. Um, and, you know, use it as inspiration to really spur you on. And you yeah. know, if you, if your desire is to, you know, go and do those things that these other people are doing, then use that as inspiration to spur you on and, and really chase those down rather than kind of look at it and think, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to get to that level. Um, yeah you know use it use it in a positive light um that's what that's what that's what i've had to do for myself anyway this is really important but we've got like a little bit of time and i want to move on just to just to tell people a bit more about you because i really want to talk about pitching for deliveroo we didn't get around to doing it that like talk about it that much yeah sure i think that's a really cool thing that you did would you mind just like for the last sort of two minutes or something talking about that for a little bit yeah sure um so basically when i uh, was doing like my traveling in between that i was i was doing uh delivery so i was a delivery courier cycling around bristol um and i was doing that for a, a decent amount of time i was sort of like using that to fund my travels and that kind of thing and also like help get the business going that sort of stuff um and delivery was like a really good company that i think they they do a lot of good things for their riders and one of the things they said was um you know we know a lot of of you 
um, or entrepreneurs sort of do this as a side job or, or whatever it might be. And we want to give some of you the chance to uh, pitch your business ideas to us. And I was like, oh, okay, that's, that's pretty cool. Like that fits me pretty well. Um, it's definitely worth sort of like getting involved in it. Um, so you basically had to sort of like write an application in um, and they filtered kind of all the applications down to a few people. Um, for, I was fortunate enough and, and made it through that that initial phase. Um, and then I think it basically got whittled down to about, probably about 10 people or so, I would guess. Um, and basically got the opportunity to go to the headquarters in February um, and had to like write a pitch and give a presentation uh, to the founder of Delivery, Will Shoe, and another, an investor from another company as well. Um, and give a very short five-minute pitch to them um, and pitch for some investment. Um, and that was it was kind of like a, a competition as such to, to win some investment in your business. Um, so that's kind of how it came about. Um, and in terms of what it was actually like, it was it was a really cool experience. You know, I'm already grateful for being able to have gone through it. I think for, well, A, obviously for the investment that you got, but also for the experience of it. I think being able to pitch to someone like Wilshire who's sort of been through that um journey himself of you know setting up a business into a very successful one was re- was really useful um learning the skills of how to actually deliver an effective pitch um sort of be confident in talking to people like that um getting across the the kind of core main points but also in a sort of short and summarized way um so yeah and it, it was a really cool experience um and then as i said went out there did the pitch to them both um and then we just sort of left the room afterwards and sort of had like a bit of a debrief um and then I was quite surprised, actually, sort of quite soon after they had their sort of chat and kind of talked about it. And then um, one of the other uh, ladies came in and said, oh, you know, they've decided and then they want to give you the investment. I was sort of like, I sort of didn't really know what to say. I was kind of like taken wow. aback by it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, just uh, fortunately, yeah, won it. And it was just, a, yeah, really, really cool experience. Wow. Like, that's really cool. Was that the UAV business idea? That was uh, to do with aspects of that, yeah. But I think just kind of pitching on the whole, if you're potentially looking to set up a business i think being able to pitch to whether it's investors or customers or whatever it might be is like a really useful skill to have um mm. i think you know obviously it's not really something we're doing at the moment in person but i think being able to effectively convey your idea to people so they can kind of like buy into it i think is really useful is a really useful skill to have all right cool so last question i'm going to ask is so what's what's next for you and also how can people stay in touch with what you're doing and basically what you're up to in the meantime. Um, so next to me is is still keeping my fingers on the pulse with what I was doing originally, um, but also really um, getting my e-commerce business up and going. And as I said, I think my main goal is to really sort of achieve kind of financial freedom with that. Um, you know, I love traveling to enable to me to like continue to travel and put that money into other business ventures and sort of uh, go down that route. Um, in terms of, and sort of like help me go towards my ultimate goals of, if you know, like really setting up like a, big business that does sort of positive things um so that's kind of my goals at the moment in terms of other things i'm focusing on uh, i've also launched a podcast with my mum actually which is called lead to succeed which is all about helping uh, aspiring managers become sort of leaders of the future so that's something we're really excited about and you can uh, also find out about that on apple Podcasts as well um, and if people want to keep in touch with me then you can either probably best two ways or even follow me on instagram which is callum jenkins 86 or follow me on linkedin which is callum jenkins um, so yeah, thanks very much for having me on. Scene. I really enjoyed chatting to you, and um, yeah, big thank you for me. No, absolute pleasure. Thanks again for coming on, and I'll see you soon. Yeah, thanks. Before we go, there was one other thing I wanted to say. Sorry to cut you off. If anyone wants to have a chat with me about you know either being an entrepreneur or the mental health side of things or whatever it is, then uh, you know feel free to get in touch and, and make contact with me, and we can have a chat. I'm more than happy to, to do that. 
Okay, thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Millennial Entrepreneur. It was an absolute pleasure talking with Callum and I hope you definitely found some value in the conversation today, especially because we talked about mental health and that sort of thing. I know a lot of you, it does help that sort of thing and it definitely helped me talking with him. So yeah, if you if any of you found value, definitely message him, follow him on, on Instagram, on LinkedIn, all that good stuff because he's a really nice guy. And I personally am really looking forward to what the future is going to bring for him. Thank you again for listening to this episode of The Millennial Entrepreneur and I'll see you in the next episode.